hello everybody. My name is Nikhil Bamal, and today I am doing a the second episode of our interview series um, about bots, startups, growth, marketing, a lot of cool things. And today I have a special guest, Seth, um, the creator of Botlist, a bot influencer who was really, really early to the game, actually, in the whole bot scene, and uh, someone super interesting to talk to about sort of the history of it. And uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about his projects. Um, what he's done, what he's learned, and hopefully they'll offer a lot of value. So Seth, thank you very much for joining today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love talking about bots. Clearly, you said, yeah, <laughs> clearly you said that I've uh, been uh, you know around for a while and I have 2016, so yeah. it's been a long time. I'm just remembering that too, you know, seeing Botless being so early to the whole, to the whole hype hype train as well, but also sticking around. So that's really awesome. So yeah, but we'll, we'll start, we'll go to that. That'll be our first question then. So what is sort of your background and what got you into bots? Sure. Um, back in, I think January, around January 1st or 3rd or whatever of 2016, um, a couple of friends, uh, I guess, reached out and they wanted to work on a product uh, project. We knew bots were going to be a big thing. Uh, we knew Facebook was coming out with bots. Um, so we just kind of decided to, you know, create a directory for, for bots. Um, and that was Botlist. So, um, yeah, we decided to build out this website directory. When I say we, I'm sorry, uh, Ben Tossel, Mubashar Iqbal, and I, um, we decided to build this directory out and launch it before uh, F8. Nice, nice. Um, what sort of like led you to even, so you were you interested in bots sort of even before you got into that or was that sort of an off chance like work project thing just out of curiosity? No, actually um, a lot of people don't know this but uh, I worked in a, a game studio, a video game studio um, for about four years, uh, 2012 to 2016. Nice. And actually with Mubs, Mubs was uh, the number three employee of that place. I was the number two. And uh, we actually, they, they sold it to PUBG this year, but oh, long, story, long story short, yeah. um, we, we always wanted to build this um, you know, software that we could charge recurring revenue. And we sure. built an early competitor to Slack long wow. time ago, but yeah. it was, it was basically run by bots. So you would have, um, you know, a calendar bot, you would have um, uh, document bots and, and things like that, that would actually um, be interjected into the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. So that was like the earliest form of automation that I kind of was uh, hand dealing with. That's pretty wild. Definitely a unique story when we think of people who we're interested in bots and automation and who got into it. You know, most people got into it through the hype train and stuff like that. But, um, you know, hearing that you literally worked on a full project even before all of that was built around bots is, is super cool. So um, to follow that question, I mean, this is something that's super interesting to me, but, you know, early 2016, you know, Botlist was uh, going to be a thing. And did you, you know, did you feel confident that bots were going to be this huge shift that they ended up being? Did, were you pretty... Did you foresee that coming, that everything that followed that year and years to follow? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I still do, clearly, because I still run it. Right, um, right, right. The other guys aren't on the project anymore. It's literally just me. So mm. um, clearly, I have a, a, a vision for the future. Um, I believe that bots will be an asset to everybody's life. 
um, to where we can focus on different things. You know, there's so many tedious tasks that we have to handle uh, with marketing, um, you know, social media, marketing, all this stuff, right, as entrepreneurs. And automation, if you can, you know, the automation, which are bots, right, um, then you can do different things that actually uh, you can spend your mind power on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I fully believe in bots and I think bots are, are still going to be the future. It's just going to take, you know, the rest of society to, you know, take a while to catch up. 100%, 100%. And I, I think that's with a lot of emerging technology as well. But, you know, it's, it's really cool to, to hear, you know, from someone who's, who's been in for a while, always good, cool to hear something like, or always good to hear something like that. So um, in terms of bot list as sort of, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, so bot, boot, uh, sorry, pot list is 100% bootstrap, right? I was going to say. Yes. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So would you say, um, you know, was that something that you were doing full time then when you started it or if you're still doing it or you know, just no, I mean, Oh, is it, has it always been a hundred percent bootstrap? Yes. Uh, okay. it's, it's always been a hundred percent bootstrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, we launched it the day before F8. So, uh, I think it was like day one, we had a hundred thousand visitors Crazy. Um, when we launched it on product hunt, which, you know, I product hunts amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fully, fully automated and fully uh, bootstrapped, which is, um, people don't really realize that it's it's fully automated as well. <laughs> right, right. And can you share a little bit about what the monetization process was for something like a directory, you know, coming up with a business plan and, and the decision to make money off of it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, communities are, are really hard to, like, create any sort of revenue. Sure. Um, Certainly. You know, at first, we've we've had to change our business model quite a bit. Um, I actually closed it down to being a members only um, about maybe a year ago, just because we already had enough Google, Google traffic. Um, We get about 300,000 page views a month. And um, before I used to manually like moderate everything. Uh, So I would go through every bot, I would test every bot and it would just became way too, way too, um, strenuous on my daily routine. So I fully automated it and, um, I forgot what the question was. (laughs) No, no, I think you, you got the question though. I I guess, let me see if I can extend that a little bit. So, um, is it, I can't remember, is it, is the information about how much you make with botless public or not? Just have to guess. Uh, I think it's on indie hackers. I don't really, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what it's at right now. We, We, I mean, you can look it up. I, I've been yeah. focused on other projects at this time, but um, I think we might be like three thousand monthly recurring or something. So it's not it's not a lot, but it, it's enough to keep the doors open, you know, and sure. the lights on. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, what I've been trying to do in my my spare time is uh, to try to get more people on and see the value because yeah. uh, the value is there. Um, like that's why we're on this this conversation, and right. maybe that's where you go into why we're having this conversation because um, your your partners here uh, saw the value firsthand. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, definitely, definitely. And um, to you know, talk a little bit about the the bootstrappers experience. You know that you've had. What are some of the biggest maybe like less? I mean, honestly. A couple of things here, a couple of questions here. So first question is, what has been what has been like the coolest moment you'd say 
with Botlist, other maybe other than launching before F8. And then the second thing is, may, if one of those incidents happened to be also teaching you the biggest lessons or something about bootstrapping, you can go into that as well. But those are sort of the two kind of questions there. What is the biggest eye-opener? What is the biggest lesson? Biggest, um, biggest moments in Botlist history, I, I would say, were obviously, like you said, F8, because mm -hmm. we you know, everybody was talking about how chatbots were going to be the next best thing. And, right. and people were looking for a place where they could find these bots, but, you know, obviously, um, Facebook didn't have anything else. So, uh, we, uh, we were on TechCrunch, we were on Engadget, we were on digital trends, we were in pretty much everything. So that was like one of the coolest part. The second, like really eye opening thing is that a lot of people use bot lists that I just don't like, I don't hear their stories all the time. Sure. Um, somebody came to me the, uh, the other day and they said that they were getting more traffic on Botlist than they were getting on uh, Facebook's Discover tab wow. on their Messenger app. Yeah. And that to me is mind blowing. And not only that, but um, some reporters, I think it was in the UK, um, they found uh, uh, this fitness bot on Botlist. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, to your, to your other question about, um, some lessons learned, I would say, you know, figuring out potential business model, yeah. you know, and coming to like quicker decisions, I think is, is something that, you know, when you're bootstrapping and especially solo bootstrapping, you really should, uh, develop that skill of sure. coming to a quick decision. Um, and not, you know, having really any remorse about making that decision afterwards as well. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good answer. And I think that, you know, not just for bootstrapping though, right. That can be the talk for anybody really yeah. in business, but of course, you know, everyone learns it in different ways. So, you know, it's kind of cool to hear, to hear that perspective as well. And, um, you know, one thing that I think is, is pretty complicated with, with bootstrapping anything in general, especially something like a community is, so what was the process of getting, um, you know, like the first customers, you know, beta testers, early evangelists, what was that sort of like for something like Botless, especially since it was sort of before even F8 happened and stuff like that? What was the process of getting people to believe in bots and Botless in that regard as well? I think our first customers were really bot makers. So okay. it really, it, it was a little bit easier for us. Sure. Um, you know, we've had, I, I think it was uh, some people from like HubSpot have been, you know, uh, backing us since the very beginning. Wow. Um, yeah. A lot of our, our early revenue too was advertising on the site. Um, mm. So I think Amazon just finished like a three month advertisement on Botlist, which is, if you think about it, it's the number one company in the world. Well, close to it, right? Right, right. Uh, and they're advertising on Botlist for yeah. their bot, bot domains. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So to me, I'm just like, okay, well, that, that's cool. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I think that's, you know, for bootstrapping, it's really figuring out um, where that money's coming from. Um, but yeah. Um. It's a good answer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, to, and to even follow that sort of path, now we're, we'll go down like the rabbit hole of really elements of bootstrapping, not necessarily just a bot company or something like that. But, you know, what was sort of the biggest, so you were marketing on a budget, obviously, right? You know, like that you didn't, you didn't have this big venture backed opportunity to do crazy marketing campaigns and whatever. So right. what would you say were some of your big, um, big methods of advertising and even taking away to, to getting it to what is it? 300,000 you know, people a month. Yeah, actually we don't really do any 
marketing at all. Wow. Um, so it's all, it's really all organic. Um, yeah. but one part of the marketing that I know I just said, we don't do any marketing, but, uh, there were times where we would write articles and then we would put them on like Q. We would promote them with Q. Sure. And if, if anybody's ever heard of Q um, or if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, that's literally how I use social media um, to bring awareness to my uh, projects. I don't, I fully automate all of my social media, my Twitter accounts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's automated through the site. Um, so basically if somebody posts a, a discussion in the community that gets sent out automatically, if somebody posts a bot that gets sent out automatically on social. So, um, so, you know, to, to answer your question, we try to automate as much as we can, yeah. um, through different tactics and tools. Um, Mubs actually, uh, and I, um, built this tool that he's actually rebuilding it tomorrow at a hackathon, but nice. it basically, it's like um, it tracks your uh, content catalog and mm-hmm. sees if you're idle on Twitter and then it'll just take a piece out of your catalog and just tweet it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really um, automating your marketing is, is pretty cool and it helps uh, solo entrepreneurs or anybody that's bootstrapping as well. Right. Right. So, you know, to ask a little bit further there, you didn't have to really build a lot of automation yourself, right? You were just able to use a lot of tools online to, to do stuff like that. Well, I mean, we built, we, we like to build stuff. Um, sure, sure. So, so we built that tool, the, right. the idle tool, um, Q I, I helped early on in some of the early designs and I know Daniel Kemp oh, nice. and Matthew. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like in mubs helped uh, co-found that as well. So, um, a lot of the tools that we do use, we've actually did kind of have some part right. in building. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really want to pay for, <laughs> because you know, we're, we're bootstrapped, right? So of course, of course. if I can not pay for it and I can automate it and build something and take, you know, a little bit of time to do it, it's, it's kind of worth it in the sense, but there are different times where, you know, I might need to, to hire somebody to maybe write us article or something. So sure. money does actually come and go sure. uh, when you're, when you're early startup, but, um, and thank uh, God for crypto because that's what helped fund bot list. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, no, but there you go. There you go. That's, that's sort of a, that's not an answer you hear a lot, right? Most people would just say you use Facebook ads, do this crazy campaign thing, right? Do growth hacking. Um, but for a directory, you know, obviously it's a little bit different. I can imagine as well in terms of getting people to, to stick around and stuff like that. So it's certainly a cool thing, obviously a unique thing to hear that you were even part of a lot of these projects right at the end of the day. So um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I want to also ask about like your involvement in communities. So um, you've mentioned you've name dropped indie hackers, but where else have you, have you had a lot of success in getting feedback, you know, sharing the idea around, or maybe even talk a little bit about your experience on indie hackers, you know? I, I think there's, you know, as a maker, there's, you can only, you only have so much time in the day. Of course. Um, so really finding good time to be in those communities and provide valuable feedback or engagement um, is very, very necessary. Uh, if you're early on in your career, I've, you know, been 
in all of these communities for so long that I can just come and go and sure. whatever. But um, I would say Indie Hackers has been an amazing, amazing tool for me. Um, and that's a great place where I get feedback. Product Hunt has changed my career. Mm-hmm. Um, before Product Hunt, I was literally just the creative director and designing, you know, Batman websites and, and uh, different stuff for Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. game industry mobs actually turned me on to product hunt and that really changed me and drove me to be the the you know creative entrepreneur that i am now sure. so um you know product hunt indie hackers um mark um oh my god i can't pronounce the last name or i can't remember it it's called uh wip chat yep that's been amazing um so yeah i mean there's there's only a little handful that i kind of am a part of uh dribble as well but um you know, it's important to not only just be lurking in the shadows, but to be engaging yeah. uh, in those communities. And that's really what sets you apart from, from anything. Yeah. Could you speak a little bit even to that, you know, for, for maybe the solo founders or bootstrappers who are listening, what is some ways that you engage so that you can get the feedback that you want and the ideas, you know? Well, pull a page from Gary V's tactics and, uh, jab, 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 right hook, right? Uh, yeah. So it's always give, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you know this uh, sure. about me. We've, we've talked many times. You've asked me yeah. for advice. I don't usually shy away from, you know, somebody needing advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that the main thing anybody can do is, is really just participate in communities. Uh, and then when you really need it, um, then ask for a favor mm-hmm. of getting, getting some feedback. Um, once you're engaging and you're a, an awesome member of that community, people will do anything they can to help you. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. And, um, you, you know, name dropping Gary V there and stuff like that <laughs> and all these great communities. Also, I want to talk about like specific people who you would say, uh, maybe in the bot space, maybe not necessarily, but who are some of your biggest influences maybe to, to take the jump, right, to change your change your career a little bit and do something like botlist and your other projects as well. I mean, I think, I think, uh, those influences or mentors always change, right? Sure. Um, certainly. So Mubs brought me out and showed me what the, um, entrepreneur and startup ecosystem looked like. Sure. Uh, so he was a huge inspiration and mentor for me. And we talk almost daily now mm. still. Um, but then you, you go from that end of the spectrum to, he's the number one maker on product hunt to yeah. like somebody like Grant Cardone, who's into real estate and, you know, he's a big influence and he's uh, in the money sector as well. Um, so he's also somebody that I look up to and it's, it's, I, I like to be on a broad spectrum because I don't want to be pigeonholed. Sure. I want to have uh, many different um, outlooks on business as I can. So I, mm-hmm. I try to go into that, you know, side of things. So, Mubs, Gary, um, Gary V, maybe Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, those are great. You know, great names to drop, anyways. Though that I think a lot of people, uh, I think Grant Cardone, I I know of him, but I I don't know that a lot of the maybe some of the startupy maker community possibly doesn't know about him. So it's a it's a good as well. And Mubs is Mubs is great. If, if well, I mean Mubs, you know, when when you're creating products too, like SaaS products. Um, yeah. This past year, the only thing I tried focusing on was uh, sales and how to be yeah. a, a better salesperson. Because I know, like, for example, I know Botlist is super valuable to people, but I'm not expressing it and I'm not marketing it the proper sure. way that people will see. Um, you know, we're getting 
anywhere from 300 to 350,000 page views a month. Right. People don't see that. And I'm like, just, just put your bot on bot list and right. you'll get traffic. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of a no brainer. Like I want to say that, but you know, somebody, when I look up to like Grant Cardone, he's excellent at sales. He sure. knows how to sell something. Oh yeah. Really or knows. even, even like Russell Brunson, right? He knows yeah. how to sell something. So I'm, I'm taking different aspects of each of these mentors. Um, and even like Mubs, right? He knows how to scale products to a massive amount. I mean, he worked yeah. on some projects that I can't talk about because we're probably still under NDA. Sure. But they were getting 90 million monthly hits, uh, you know, 90 million right. people hitting their website a month. Yeah. So yeah. you got to take different aspects of each um, mentor and put them into your, your business or what your career, I guess you'd say. Yeah, that's awesome and super inspiring, frankly. But you know, that, that's it's it's good validation for a lot of people to think about, you know, changing up who they who they follow and, and, and taking from a lot of different places rather than just sort of focusing, you know, no matter the niche, right? So that's right. really good. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the bot ecosystem, you know, going back to like specifically the world of bots though now. Uh, what do you think has been I want to know a little bit about your your perspective and your opinion on sort of this huge hype cycle that happened, right? So um, one question is, you know, what is what are some interesting changes you've seen? Where do you think we are now? And what do you think it'll look like over time? Well, I think everybody, the, the interesting bits about it is that, you know, like people like ChatFuel, companies like ChatFuel or ManyChat would create these awesome ways to build bots um, very easily. Yeah. And then, so everybody was building bots, which mm. is great to figure out what is good and what is bad, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, when at the end of the day, you, you're trying to solve a problem, yeah. you know, and, and make a business out of it. Yep. Uh, because if there's no inbound revenue, then you, you don't have anything. You're just wasting time. Yeah. Which, Absolutely. I mean, some people want to build bots that don't, you know, accept any sort of revenue, but it's, it's going to fail at the end of the day because yeah. you need, you need to for starters or you need to thing, but yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the hype cycle is really cool. It was getting people out testing different tactics and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it declined quite a bit, but I think we're at that point where we are understanding that, um, Bots are actually more about, you know, if you're using it for marketing, you want them to be more campaign based, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, like, <laughs> like a, a Nike bot wouldn't want to tell a joke. I, th I think that's right. kind of ludicrous and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you kind of have to uh, build the bot to respond to somebody that says, tell me a joke. So sure. it's, it's still, you know, at that point where, um, you know, people are still trying to figure out how to interact with them as well. Sure. So, but I, you know, there's, there's a very hopeful future. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. As technology grows too, with like artificial intelligence or diet, uh, machine learning and stuff like that, we can kind of have these basic interactions, um, or responses, I guess you could say, uh, if somebody does communicate with a bot that way. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really about campaigns and, you know, for Facebook anyways, there's many different bots out there, uh, bot platforms as well. So sure. Sure. And yeah, so I just want to, I want you to elaborate if you can a little bit more, you know, as someone who's been here since literally the beginning, right. Since that first major F8, um, in the bot stuff, 
what is what do you see what's the big next step where do you where do you see them next year a couple of years you know what's what's gonna, what's it going to look like over time um i think people are going to start building different ways to pull their data out of the um major platforms um mm -hmm. this year with uh, I'm not going to get into politics here, but um, you know, Facebook does shut down uh, different pages for sure. various reasons. And if you build a bot that has, you know, let's say, 100,000 active subscribers to it, and they shut down your page, you have no way of getting that information. Yeah, um, you literally build that audience up, and it's gone. Yeah, same with like YouTube and all the other censorship. Uh, you know. I'm not getting into it, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 definitely, I definitely think there's going to be ways where people are going to build um, alternatives to be out of these major uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, and voice is coming up with uh, Alexa's doing really well. They're, they're selling a lot. Uh, Alexa skills are, are being helpful, but mm -hmm. you know, until we get to the point where we have our own Jarvis, like in Iron Man, right. Um, I, I don't think, you know, people are just going to ask for weather updates and stuff like that. So. Sure. Sure. And yeah, I mean, that's always a hard answer, the merging technology, cause it, it can change on a whim. And, you know, one thing I guess is interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on, but like, you know, some people will say that, that, you know, Slack and Facebook have sort of plateaued in their interest of, um, you know, making bots sort of like they, they allow it, they're there, but the hype around it isn't as big as it used to be perhaps. So, what do you think about the future of like the channels that that bots can grow on just out of curiosity? Well, I, I think Facebook is definitely not uh, just being on their, their heels. I think they're definitely uh, pushing forward with the bot um, because the thing is with Facebook, they want to make <clears throat> revenue just like anybody else. Right. Um, right. And businesses on Facebook are, that's a huge part of Facebook. True. So if you can have a, a Facebook um, <clears throat> bot that is tied to your business page, and it's bringing in uh, digital, you know, like basically um, you're, you're doing like a digital checkout or, you know, basically checking out via Facebook. It's going to be, it's going to be huge and powerful, yeah. especially if like crypto gets into this. So, yeah. <clears throat> so if let's, for example, um, you know, Facebook's creates their own blockchain ecosystem and they have their own payment system. Right. And you want to buy a watch on Facebook. Mm -hmm you know, they're, they're not going to not give you the tools to, to sure. do that. They want the money flowing through their platform. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like that answer. I like that. I think it's about thinking about other ecosystems that could rise and, and put pressure. Right. So that's a really cool angle to think about it. And also I just thought of a really cool question or like a good question about bootstrapping. So I'm going to take it back to that for a second. <laughs> um, what are some other products, frankly, that you want, that you want to name drop that have inspired you in, design in concept in marketing and in a whole process because you mentioned some great names of people but i want to hear some actual maybe other products out there as well that people can look at and, and be really inspired by um i think peter levels does an amazing job with nomad list uh, he's somebody i've always looked up to for like um community um basically like having this really close <clears throat> so that's something we've been always striving for for bot list is like Sure. Trying to trying to create this like niche community. Um, uh, sorry, I got a frog in my throat here. Yeah, no, you're all good, man. You're all good. <laughs> um, so with you know, he's been fully bootstrapped. Yeah. Uh, Corlin Allen with uh, Indie Hackers, they were fully bootstrapped. Um, you know, 
I, I think there's so many out there that because we have the tools now, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the tools now to fully bootstrap and compete with some of these larger platforms. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, perfect. Thanks so much for joining today. Thanks for answering all <laughs> these questions. Um, you know, this is, it's really good to sort of, I try to work in both, you know, the bot angle and the, the bootstrapping angle and all of that, because I think that that's, you know, that's just a unique story. You have a really unique background and story and getting in all, in all of this. And I've known you for a little bit now. So I was trying to sort of, you know, cater them in the, in the get a really cool answer. And you did really, you know, that was really good, man. So um, where can people find you, man? Let's just close it out. I'm on Twitter everywhere or Twitter. I'm on the internet everywhere. I'm literally the only Seth Louie around. So it's S-E-T-H-L-O-U-E-Y. There we go. <laughs> and what can we, what can we look forward to from you in the future? Got anything cool that you want to share about? Uh, do a four hour startup hackathon tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. But um, definitely I'm, I'm still going to be in the bot space. I love bots. I'm, I'm going to continue to push bot lists and uh, chat mod really. Yeah. So thanks everyone for joining in today uh, with, with me and Seth. It, this is a really great conversation about everything. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for our next podcast. Thanks for everyone, or interview. Thanks for everyone for joining in. Thanks for Thank you. joining Seth. Thanks.